And so we're going to talk about some of the important considerations as you are uh, going through your own open enrollment, selecting your insurance, changing benefits, things like that. Yeah, this might be a... Welcome back to the Max Your Dash podcast. Thank you for listening, liking, and sharing. My name is Steve. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Nate. Nate, what's going on? I am doing well. Doing well. I love this time of year. You got the fall colors coming in. I'm looking out my window. It looks gorgeous out. Yeah, dude, it went from being like 70 degrees one day to I'm kind of almost wearing sweatshirts now. No matter where where I'm going. Where does like the fall season rank in your seasons hmm i feel like you already know my answer maybe this is uh i don't know it's definitely winter is definitely the worst and i think it's just because of where we live i'd like to experience winter somewhere else but fall is probably it probably goes summer spring fall winter but like winter is like in eighth place if that makes sense (laughs) yeah what do you what about you uh summer first fall second and it's close i love yeah i love the fall i mean you got football you've got beautiful i think it's like in upstate new york it's like the most beautiful time of the year you got hunting season which obviously i'm all about it's it's close man yeah Um, and then of course winter's last of course yeah i mean there's nothing good except for christmas christmas wasn't there get me out of there Exactly. Um, speaking of the hunting, I thought that so we started something new in our last episode and we did it at the end where we Ooh. were going to share our Max Your Dash moments from the last time that we recorded an episode. And today's date is what? It is Thursday, September 30th. So yeah. um, I think we should do it at the beginning, Nate, because I think there's more of a chance of people hearing it. And this is like the most, one of the most important part about the podcast, right? Is <laughs> like extra dash stuff. And I think the ending just less of a chance of people hearing it. So why don't we start out each episode before we get into stuff about some max or dash moments we've both had and go through it with our guests. Like we did with, did with Mark. I like it. Are you going to share this time? I will. I do. I do have one. I thought about it. I made Ooh. sure I knew you were going to ask me. Do you want to give your mini commercial 30 seconds of what a max or dash moment is? All right. So a max or dash, a max or dash moment is a moment where you're just really, really freaking happy, right? Yes. Like um, it should be a moment where you're feeling like j- true, pure joy. Yeah. So, Dude, and it an could awesome be, way. it could be big. It could be small. There's like, there's a lot of things it could be, but I think taking the second to appreciate that is pretty important in life. Yeah. What's it's yours? Like a, it's, it's, it's almost like a stop and smell the flowers kind of deal just to simplify it. But That's I love how you explained that. That's a great way to put it. Mine was, so I don't know if you know this, you maybe do. My dad is a massive Raiders fan. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did you know that? Yeah, yeah, he loves everything Oakland. I don't know why. Like, he's an A's fan. He just grew up liking them. I don't know why. But he's a huge Raiders fan. Like, he can't even watch the games because he gets, like, anxiety watching it. So he just watches, like, the score go. 
because he'll get like so mad if they're losing. But the Raiders have been on a tear. They're like three and zero. They're in the top five with their ranking. So I've just been able to kind of talk with them a lot. We watched a little bit of that overtime game. I forgot who they, they. It was the Ravens, where like the ending of that game was just nuts. And watching him, watching it with him was just so crazy because I feel like they haven't been good in my lifetime yet. So I haven't been able to appreciate that with them. And now they had like that one year where Derek Carr was supposed to be good, but they've just come out. Of, they Last time they were three and oh, they went to the Super Bowl or something like that. So it was just so cool to, 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 to watch that with them. And it'll be a fun season. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. What about you? Um, well, mine, mine's a big one. I, uh, since I was a little kid, I've always dreamed of going out west and uh, hunting elk. And um, it, doing that, especially from the East Coast, is like a big deal. Like it's a, it's a big trip. There's a ton of planning that goes into it. And this year was the first time in my life I was actually finally able to go do that. And I went with two of my best friends. Um, we had an unbelievable time. We were out there for 10 days. We ended up being successful, uh, the views and just being in the mountains. We literally camped in a tent for, for like seven days. Like we had to, it was funny. I was telling stories yesterday to some friends. We had to filter our own water. Oh <laughs> like my that's, gosh. that's how off the grid we were. It was unbelievable. I would be done for that. That <laughs> yeah. explains how crazy Max your dash is. Like that is like a crazy Max your dash moment for you. And for me, it would be like the opposite of that. You know what I mean? Which, <laughs> right. which is just so crazy. It drives home the point of, you know. Yeah. yeah, I would say like it was literally, that's a top five Max or Dash moment in my life, that trip. Oh my so, God. That was a big, that was a big, that was a big deal for me. And uh, it was special, man. It was, it was the craziest thing I've ever done in my life. Physically, oh, mentally, it was nuts. It was awesome. Dude, that, that's huge. That is sweet. Um, I think that too, so I, I know that we're sharing these and we'll hopefully we remember to do this every episode and we get some cool guests on and they share them. But for all our listeners, we do a max your dash moment and we spotlight one of our clients maxing their dash every single Friday. It's our favorite, favorite day of the week. Cause we're doing a maxing your dash. It's just good vibes, good energy overall people sharing stuff that they just love to do. So if you're listening to this and you have a great max your dash moment, Get in contact with, contact with us, DM it, DM it to us, send it to us, and we'd love to feature it and just spread around everyone doing the stuff that yeah. puts a smile on their face and doing doing happy stuff. Yeah, so, tag us, tag us on your post. Yes, yeah, tag us, hashtag Max Your Dash, all that. Let's let's make this something big for everyone. I love it. I love um, it. But let's hop let's hop into today's topic, Nate. What are we talking about? <laughs> Today we are uh, we're, we're entering open enrollment season for most employers, um, and this is a big this is a big deal uh, for for everyone, right? Um, so we uh, thought that it'd be timely that in the month of October to make our theme open enrollment season, and so we're going to talk about some of the important considerations as you are uh, going through your own open enrollment, yeah. selecting your insurance changing benefits, things like that. Yeah, this might be a, this is going to be probably a quicker episode. This is a sneaky good topic though, Nate, because when you think about personal finance, I feel like not many people are thinking about something like this, but this is, this is really important because it's just like 
so timely. You can't, you can only do it during one part of the year, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And we just kind of did a social post too on Tuesday, kind of the top three things that you have to watch, like the top three things you should watch out for um, going into that. So how would you, I guess, like open enrollment, you would just say is the time that, you know, you can go change around your benefits throughout the year, right? What are those, what are those benefits that you can change around at open enrollment that you can't after you put them in place? Yeah, good question. So the big, the biggest one is probably your health insurance. Yeah. Um, most, most employers, you know, your, your health insurance is going to start like January 1st and it's calendar year based. So you have basically the month of November to make any changes that you need to make. That's the biggest one I would say. Um, but then a couple other ones would be like your, if you want to make any changes to your life insurance offered through your employer, your disability insurance offered through your employer, um, dental vision, those, those are the big ones that typically you can't change throughout the course of the year. Um, okay. Things like your retirement, obviously you can change a lot of that stuff throughout the entire year. Yeah. So we're not overly concerned about that one today. Yep. Okay. So it really is probably just the health insurance is the biggest one, right? Yeah, I would say that. And then like the, the, like, I think the group life insurance and disability is important too, because, um, you know, you might have a change in your life personally, like maybe you had a kid or you just bought a house and you need to address some of those insurance things. So probably a little bit less important than health insurance, but still important. Yeah. What are the things that if someone's, if someone's listening to this and they're like, I don't even know if I should change my health insurance or should I, is it more so did something change in the last year? Or do you think something is going to change in the upcoming year where you should change your insurance option? Like what should be going through someone's mind when they're thinking of that and looking at their benefits? Yeah. Well, in my experience, I think that a lot of times people, when they pick their benefits initially, they kind of race through it. Um, and so it's, it's, to me, it's, it's a good habit that every year it's an opportunity to like, kind of step back for a second, reevaluate your needs and look at everything, right? Like that's probably a good practice every year to do that. So it doesn't necessarily need, your life didn't necessarily need to change completely for you to, to make changes. But the big things would be if you've had some major personal life changes, like I said, you know, having a kid, buying a house, getting married, um, stuff like that, or the, or there's some, you know, there's some health events coming. Those would be some big reasons, right. To go in and yeah. make some changes to your benefits. Right. Um, what, what about like the, the HSA and the FSA stuff? Yeah, good question. So th- you can change your contribution amounts throughout the year, typically on, on those. So if all of a sudden, you know, one day you decide you want to increase your HSA contribution to $200 a month or whatever, like you can can go in and make that change happen. Um, So that's usually something that you can change throughout the year. But again, if you're making changes to your health insurance plan, that should probably also lead to maybe a change in what you're putting away out of your paycheck into those HSAs, FSAs, that kind of stuff. Okay. And the HSA is only available with a high deductible plan. So what would you say when, let's say someone is, all right, I got to look at open enrollment and I'm, I'm looking at my health insurance coverage, for example, what are some key things they need to be thinking about when looking at what they have versus like what's being offered that should play a big role 
and what they should choose? Yeah, this is a great question. We get this like all the co-pays versus the coin insurance, the deductibles, all that kind of stuff. Just because, dude, you like see those when you go through that with clients because they'll send you the PDF or the benefits package. And there's like just giant columns of like mm-hmm. the differences between each plan and like those words, especially if you don't even know what those words are, you have no clue what to do. Yeah. Yeah. It is confusing. And when you're, if you're starting to like actually read through it, it's a lot to read. <laughs> so, so it again, is. I think what happens for a lot of people is you just kind of get overwhelmed by it and then you just make a decision. You, you know, what happens is what happens. You ask like your coworker what they picked and that's what you pick. <laughs> and that's, that's yeah. kind of how, that's yeah. what I see a lot. So what, what's important when it comes to, let's talk about health insurance specifically, first and foremost, what I try to help clients do in these conversations is to think about, you know, like first and foremost, are there any major health events, you know, that are coming in the next year? So mm-hmm. for example, let's use me. If you asked me that question last fall before open enrollment, I would have answered with, well, I'm getting knee surgery done in the spring, probably. Yeah. Well, knee surgery is a big operation. That's a very expensive thing. So what you could actually do is a little bit of research on what the typical costs of that are. And then you could start to figure out, well, maybe it would actually be cheaper instead of having the high deductible plan where I know I'm going to probably hit that limit to go with like a copay plan or a lower deductible plan Yes, I'm going to pay more for my premium out of my paycheck, but in the end, I'm going to actually save money. And then you can reevaluate again next year, yep. right? Because the knee, the knee surgery is kind of a random thing, right? Yeah. Or maybe you know you're having a kid, right? So here again, going into this open enrollment season, my wife's pregnant. She's going to have a baby next year. We know that. So things like that, if you know those things are coming, it's really helpful to take mm-hmm. a step back and kind of look at what are the estimated costs of that. And, what, and then you can really figure out what makes the most sense. Um, but let's say you don't know, like you, your answer to that question is, I don't, I don't think so. I don't have anything right. on any major stuff on, on the schedule. Okay. Then a follow-up question would be, well, what are your health expenses like now? Do you, do you have medications that you take regularly yeah. that you have to pay for? Like, and if you're a really healthy person and you don't have medications, you don't go to the doctor a ton. A lot of times the general rule of thumb is a high deductible plan is the way to go. And then, yeah. and then partner that with an HSA so that you're not caught flat-footed if, if an emergency happened, right? Yeah. And that's a really tax-efficient and, and cost-efficient way to have your health insurance done. So I encourage people to kind of forecast, are there any, in the next year, are there any big things health-wise that you envision happening? No, okay. Then talk to me about your regular ongoing medical expenses. And then you can start yep. to really figure out, you know, what, what plan makes the most sense from a cost standpoint. And a lot of times in your portal as an employee, there's probably some sort of cool calculator or whatever that you can use to start to do some estimating. Um, The other thing that's important is to understand the type of plan you have. Like, you know, are you, so let's use me as an example. Again, when I was getting knee surgery done, it was important to figure out, is the doctor that I'm going to be using in network, right? Because when, when you, if your doctor's not inside your network, it's going to be more expensive, right? So again, a lot of times you're going to have multiple options to choose from. And part of the consideration needs to be looking at which plan offers the most flexibility of within their network. So if you're, 
somebody that you go to a specialist often or, or whatever, making, or maybe you have a primary care physician, you obviously want to make sure that that doctor's inside of the, the network that you're going to be in. So yep. these are some important things to be looking at. Um, but the biggest thing to try to simplify this, the biggest thing is to make sure you forecast the expenses yep. for the next year. And then, and, and if you don't have any, try to try to forecast, you know, what are your regular health expenses look like, and then pick the appropriate plan. And obviously, you know, work with your advisor to try to fine tune that and make sure it's the right thing. Yeah. So I guess like rule of thumb wise, and this is kind of what I say to clients too. So tell me if this, this makes sense, just simplifying it um, and how people can think about it is if you don't foresee, obviously you can't foresee a lot of the stuff, like you said, but if you don't foresee any crazy health changes, a lot of health events coming up, you're usually a healthy person. You're not going to the doctor a lot. The high deductible plan is usually the way to go. And it's usually a little bit cheaper. The lower deductible plan you should probably go with if you have, it's the opposite of that stuff. Correct. Exactly. Besides, yes. besides the other stuff. Okay. And that's more, that's usually the more expensive, the more expensive, but you're going to be using yep. it more often. Okay. You're exactly, you're exactly right. And, and can we talk about HSAs for just a quick second too? Oh yeah. I'd love to. <clears throat> okay. So HSAs are a really awesome tool. So if you're the per the person that Steve was just describing who you're, you're in pretty good health, you, you don't have a lot of medications or ongoing visits and stuff like that. So you don't, you know, you don't go to the doctor a lot. Yep. You're probably going with a high deductible plan. Marry that with an HSA An HSA, just so in case anyone doesn't know, is a health savings account where you can take money out of your paycheck, you can put it in this account, and if you use it for medical-related expenses, it's tax-free, okay? So you also can get a tax deduction up to $3,600 a year per individual for the contribution. So this can be a cool little tax deduction for people to be taken advantage yeah. of. And on top of that, maybe the biggest benefit to this thing is if you don't use it in a year, it rolls over to next year. So you can keep taking that tax deduction every year. And if you're really healthy and you don't go to the doctor a lot, it might be three or four or five years down the road yeah. until you need it. And that money keeps rolling over. Right. And then yeah. if you, that, do, that, if you the FSA, it, right, is the, the, that, that's not what many people know, right? It's the FSA, you can't actually roll over funds like the HSA, correct? Correct. $500 yep. a year can typically be rolled yeah. over, but that's okay. it. Okay. Yeah, the HSA is crazy. It's the triple tax, right? Not tax going in, gross tax deferred, and then if you take it out the right way, it's tax free. That's exactly right. And there's some there's some really advanced level stuff you can do with that. Like you can actually invest it typically yep. in like the S and P five hundred and stuff yeah. like that. So we don't need to get all into that today, but um, yeah, it's a really no. powerful tool, and a lot of times we recommend that. Yeah, real quick too, I wanted, I just brought this up. I was thinking about this because um, I was just going over with a, like a benefits package with a client earlier. I feel like I hear this sometimes is like prescriptions and stuff. Where does that go in with the health plan? Like where does that usually sit? Like the, like certain health plans will, will cover up to a certain amount, like a dollar amount or something like that. Yeah, usually prescriptions are going to fall under like co-pays. Yep. And so a copay is like you pay a flat fee when you go get your prescription refilled. Um, right. And so it's important when you're looking at your health insurance that you dig into some of those details, like what are my copays for prescriptions, especially if you're someone who gets prescriptions regularly. Mm -hmm. um, it's also important, I would say, to understand the coinsurance. Um, and, and here's the big thing. 
you need to know what's your deductible and, and also what's your out-of-pocket maximum, right? And just so everyone knows the difference between those two things, because that's kind of confusing, your deductible is the amount you have to pay first before insurance is going to really kick in. Your, your out-of-pocket maximum is the difference for once you pay your deductible, coinsurance kicks in. The difference yep. between those two is coinsurance. And then once you hit the out-of-pocket maximum, you're done paying for an, any more that year. That can be kind of confusing to people. It was probably confusing even just with me just saying that. Um, yeah. But you have to know what those two numbers are. What's my deductible? What's my out-of-pocket maximum? And ideally, if you're on a high deductible plan, you have an HSA with those amounts in it so that you're really well protected. Okay. Now, what about that same question, Nate, that I posed for the medical coverage um, of the things you need to know kind of going into it for the the group life and the disability as well? Yeah, this is a lot simpler in my opinion. Um, so t oftentimes your employer will offer, like let's start with life insurance. They'll offer like a free type of life insurance that's like one time your salary, right? And that's usually employer paid and you don't even have to like worry about an election on that. Like you should mm -hmm. just, obviously if you obviously should just choose to have that because it's free. Um, but then they'll usually offer some sort of supplemental package where maybe you can get up to like five times your salary for an added cost. And that's important to consider because with group life insurance, typically, not always, but typically it's going to be cheaper for you to enroll in that than it is to buy it on your own. And that's because you're getting a group rate discount, right? But remember that if, if you ever leave your employer, it doesn't go with you. Yeah. So it's an important consideration. Like if you've, if you've had some life changes or whatever, you know, maybe you had a child, you bought a house, you know, you got married and you want to increase your life insurance coverage. It's a good time of the year to reevaluate that. And then maybe look into adding some supplemental coverage in your group life plan. Cause it's probably going to be cheaper than on your own, especially if you envision yourself at this company for a long time. Yeah. Um, so ahead. it's the same thing as the, the, the health insurance plan, right? Think about if there were any changes in the last year, like you said, family, some, maybe you came into some more assets, something like that changed and you need some more life insurance coverage. And like you said, you can get a little bit more, but I think the biggest thing people need to know about that life insurance coverage is it's not portable, obviously. So if you were to get fired or you were to leave your job, you're obviously not going to have that coverage anymore. So maybe supplementing it with an outside policy might make sense. But I think for mm -hmm. the most part, it's like you said, just seeing if there are any things that changed and you might need some more life insurance coverage. Um, and it's just not portable. Yep. Yeah. And it's case by case. Everybody's situation is different. Um, yep. But again, open enrollment season is just a great opportunity to take a step back, reevaluate all this stuff, make a decision. Yeah. What about um, the disability? Yeah. So disability, what we typically see with disability is that they will offer, um, it's kind of across the board. Like usually it's 60% of your base salary would be covered in the event of a disability. Um, and usually not always, but usually you have to pay for some portion of that as the yeah. employee. Um, there's definitely companies that pay for all of it. I've seen that before for sure. But I feel like most of the time I see some sort of cost associated with that. Um, and that's one where, I mean, almost always, Steve, I recommend people enroll in that. Almost always. I mean, we yep. did a podcast episode on 
protecting your income with disability insurance already. It's one of the largest risks financially to anybody. And usually the costs associated with these things, like the group cost of the disability with the discounted rate is usually very, very inexpensive in my opinion, compared to the risk that you're taking off the table with that. Yeah. So um, that's typically what we see is 60% of your salary would, would be covered um, through your employer plan if, if you were to become disabled. And there's usually some sort of cost to that. So if you have not enrolled in that, which I see that all the time, I don't know if you do too, Steve, yeah. where people just like don't enroll in it. Um, if you haven't, you really should look at that and reevaluate. Yeah, you're right. A, I mean, the, co- the cost difference between the two, it just doesn't even, it, it makes more sense <clears> for you to enroll in. Like it's more of a risk of you like, like those extra dollars you're not going to even see. And the risk that you're taking off the table with it is like massive if something were to happen. And we did a whole episode on that, obviously. What's, um, I did want to ask you this. There's a, like you said, either the employer pays for it, you'll pay for it. What's the taxation difference? Cause there's a difference in there, right? If the employer pays for it, if you pay for it, if you were to go on claim or use the policy. Yeah. So like with disability insurance, if you were, if your employer is paying for all of your disability coverage for you, yep. they're getting a tax write-off for that. And therefore, if you were to become disabled, the benefit you would receive, that 60% number, is a taxable income source. Right. So you're not going to actually get 60%, right? Yeah, it's like half of your paycheck probably usually comes yeah. around too. Yeah. yeah. If you pay for it, the employer is not getting a tax write-off anymore because you're paying for it. Therefore, if you did become disabled... Um, you actually would, there would be no tax on the benefits. So that's an important thing to look into too. Now, one other thing before we switch gears on, on group disability, that's super, super, super important. It's very important that you understand in the policy definition, how long this benefit would pay for. Cause I've seen it where there's plans where if you become disabled, the company benefit will provide you income for one year and that's it. Or yeah. two years, and that's it. And that's rare. Most plans aren't that way, but I have seen that. And if that's the case, you really need to look into that because that's a short. That's that's not protecting much, you know. Yeah. Ideally, you want it to cover you until the end of your career, like age yeah. sixty-five or something like that. Yep. Okay. And that's something you can supplement outside too. Like same thing with the life yep. insurance, right? Okay. Yep. Yep. Um. Okay. I heard you say too, right? This is the only time you can update the beneficiaries on some of this stuff as well. Uh, I think that you could change the beneficiaries on like your group life policies and stuff like that at any time of the year. Um, and I should also say that there are scenarios where you can go in and change your health insurance, um, your group life, your group disability mid year. There's what's called qualifying events. Yep. Right. So if you got married, for example, I, I believe that's considered a qualifying event where you can go in and make changes, right? Where you could get yes. your spouse added to the plan or whatever. So there's certain qualifying events, but if you didn't have one of those things happen, it's only a one time a year election and then you're stuck with that. Yeah. Um, but to answer your question specifically, I believe you can change the beneficiaries at any point in here. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. There, There's that qualifying life event stuff. So obviously you don't, like you said, some stuff like pops up and you don't know. And there's some things that go under that category of being able to make changes um, mid-year like that. Yep. Um, what else are we thinking, Nate, with this stuff? Anything else <clears throat> that you think is super important? Like, I, I just, 
Mm-hmm. I don't want people to like, if it is just the health insurance, the life, the, the disability and stuff like that, like, I guess, how long do you think someone should, should spend on this? Like half hour max is how long they should do to review everything. What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, it, if you haven't had any major, major changes in your life, uh, it's probably a pretty quick process, you know, it okay. might be 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, but if you and have, where, where do they changes. go actually on this, Nate, this might actually be like, is it just right on the portal there? Probably where like, they'll probably get like an email saying you guys can go in there and change benefits. Now they just go in their portal and they yeah. change stuff around. Yeah. And, and typically what I see is there's a lot of helpful resources available, but what I would recommend people do for those of you that are listening, um, you're probably clients of, of dash capitals, just schedule a meeting with your advisor just to go in and review for 20 or 30 minutes, your options, and then just make sure you're thinking through everything properly. Um, I know for myself, like I used to not really understand health insurance that well. Um, and until it became very real in my life where I got married and I, you know, I had knee surgery and I'm yeah. we're having a baby. I like, now I understand it really well. And I, you know, so take advantage of that great resources you have with your advisor to go through your options, make sure you're thinking about it all right. And you're not missing anything that matters. Um, but it's probably a quick process. It's 20 or 30 minutes. You can go through it. Those are the big ones. We don't need to talk about your 401k right now. We don't need to talk about changing your investments necessarily. I shouldn't, I shouldn't, you, you yeah. might need some of that, but um, all those changes can be made at any point in the year. But your health insurance, your group life, your group disability, those are the big ones. Make sure you, you take advantage of that resource that you have with your advisor and just check all those boxes. Make sure you're good. Yeah. Like, like I said in the beginning, I feel like this is kind of like a sneaky topic where m- m- many people might not know or they might not even see that it's happening. And then it is kind of weird how it is only for you know such a short period of time. And you just got to get it done. And there's no like set time, right? Nate? It's like from company to company, but it's usually until like November, right? You re- usually get a month. Usually it's like the full month of November that you have okay. to make these changes. But let me, like really quick, because you're, as, as you're saying, it's a sneaky topic. It is. This topic saved me $1,500 in 2021. If I really? hadn't looked at it, if I hadn't looked at it, before we, we went into open enrollment last year, my wife and I, and I knew I had my knee surgery coming, I would have paid $1,500 more than I did. So Really? And that, that's just because you of the plan that you switched to? Yep. Really? Yep. And, and so it, it is a sneaky good topic. And people, you know, it, you might not need to make any changes, but let's just make sure, right? So Yeah, exactly. And emergencies, yeah, like, like things can happen out of nowhere, right? Where you can make the wrong decision, of course, right. but um, let's control the controllables. If you know you have things coming up, let's reevaluate everything and, and make the, the appropriate changes. Yeah, it goes back to just having that plan in place, right? There's only so much you can do, but preparing yourself for those fires that you like to say is the best you can do. And <laughs> Got to go have a fire. There. Yes, yep. yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, I think that was it from our end. Like, like we said, this was going to be kind of a quick topic, but I know we wanted to talk about this because this is like perfect time. It's right at the end of the year. And this is where people need to be looking, you know, just at stuff that they end the quarter four checklist, right? This is probably one of those things that they're, 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 they should be checking off. Right. Yeah. When it comes to end of year planning stuff, um, this is a big one. This is a big one. Take the time to 
to understand your health insurance, the different choices you have, the group life, group disability, take the time to do that. You'll be really happy with that. Uh, God forbid something comes up. So, right. Okay. Yeah. And you said we'll probably do a couple more social posts on this stuff as well. Right. Is the yeah. October rolls around. Yep. Absolutely. I think, uh, I think we can do, we can hit on a couple things we haven't talked about today for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, if I, if I think if too, if we hear that people want us to go more in depth with some of this stuff, because you could go into the HSA a little bit more, like you could talk about HSA and its benefits for like the overall plan, not just open enrollment, but some of that stuff, like you could really probably dive more into the the HSA or the health insurance or some of that stuff. So that might be something we, we touch on in one of those posts. If yeah, people are more yeah. curious about that. Yeah. There's some 201 or 301 level stuff. Like, understanding co-insurance and how that works and yeah you know, per, you know the what percentage of co-insurance do you have for you know <laughs> this type of medical treatment versus this like right. that's some advanced level stuff that we haven't yeah. talked about today and but a client of ours that's listening to this you might yeah, need reach to know out that, to us you know yeah so yep. um and, it and is important like, like nate said obviously if you are a client just reach out to us and we'll help you go through this it's not like you should be you know, taking notes right now and trying to figure this out on your own. That's why you, yeah. you have us to be able to compare those side to sides and making sure that you're making the right decision. So, yeah, but we, um, we, one last thing, kind of a closing thought on this is we want to do this podcast so that we can help educate our clients. That's the whole purpose of this, right? Yeah. Um, to simplify open enrollment for you, the big things to make sure you've you've done your due diligence on are just your health insurance, your group life, your group disability, your dental and vision, that stuff. You don't need to change your 401k right now. You don't need to change your your contribution amounts to your 401k or your HSA. So yep. don't get too worried about that just yet, but make sure you do for sure look into those areas that you can only change one time per year. Yep, exactly. Okay, cool. Well, I think that about wraps it up, right? I think so. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to the Max Your Dash podcast. We will catch you in the next one. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Security America Advisors, Inc. Dash Capital Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.